know thyself. Those are the words written at the entrance of the Delphi Oracle. This inscription begs the question to those who make the trek. Who are you? The most difficult question of all for the modern man. So how are we to find our true nature? Our destiny? Can they be attained from our dreams? Or the stories of the past? These are the questions we ponder on this podcast. We are back to mythology this week. At this point, we've, dis- we've discussed the call, the separation, the dark side, and there's so much more to the unconscious. However, as you venture down here, there is something that every human will experience on earth, and that's pain and suffering. Carl Jung said that, though, that only those capable should dare into the unknown. And this is exactly why it is the path for heroes only. In mythology, the hero has to undergo a great challenge in order to achieve enlightenment and bring the boon back to his people. In our case, the victory is understanding who you are and approaching life with this newfound discovery. That's the changing of the world. Today we'll talk about the first known hero, Gilgamesh, who was a tyrant king. His story is about 5,000 years, years old. Gilgamesh was a, was a bit of a mean king, and his people had enough of him. They prayed to the gods to come and help Gilgamesh. The gods sent a man named Enkidu. Enkidu was equal to Gilgamesh in strength. And because of that, he earned Gilgamesh's respect. Gilgamesh and Enkidu became brothers until one fatal day when the bull from the heavens killed Enkidu. Gilgamesh had just lost his only friend, Enkidu. The only man in the world comparable in strength has just died. At that moment, Gilgamesh realizes that he too will die. He began reflecting on his life, a tyrant king like all the ones before him. Enkidu served a purpose. It was to show him that life can be different. Their adventures have changed his life, and he must now take on the biggest challenge of his own personal life. Gilgamesh must find a cure for death. The journey to immortality begins. He reaches the mountain to leave Uruk, but finds two scorpions guarding the gates. Gilgamesh tells the scorpions that he is here to find immortality. The scorpions allow passage. Gilgamesh hears of a man named Uta Napishi, survivor of a great flood and granted immortality by the gods. In order to find this man, Gilgamesh must enter a tunnel that is dark and long. If he is to survive this passage, he must outrun the sun and stay in complete darkness. He is in the dark cave for miles and miles and miles until finally after a terrible time in the cave, he sees the end. 
A garden appears in his line of sight, but not any garden. This one was different. Jewels consisted of, instead of fruits on the tree. Uta Napishi appears and tells Gilgamesh of the flood that killed all of humanity. He shares that the gods came to him and told him to build an ark. He listened, and he found as many animals to get into the ark. He gave all his goods to his fellow men so that they would help him build the ship. The floods obviously came, and they came as gods giving childbirth. And because of his trust and pain that he suffered, he was granted immortality. Gilgamesh wants what Utanapishi has earned, immortality. But Utanapishi says, you can't get this. Luckily, his wife came to Gilgamesh and says, look, you have to pass a test. Gilgamesh fails the test. But she had mercy on him and hands him the immortal plant. At that very moment, Gilgamesh could have eaten the plant there and had immortality, but he decides that instead of eating the plant, he will carry the plant back to his people so that everyone can enjoy immortality. As he was taking a ferry back to his people, he saw this old snake approach him. Then he looks behind him, and he sees there's a young, vibrant, healthy snake and he suddenly looks at his hands the plant's gone the snake has stolen the plant and has become young again this is how snakes shed their skin now a sense of peace overcomes him he realizes that the journey was never one of immortality on earth he returns to his people and lives out his life on earth. He becomes a good king, and when he dies, he is celebrated throughout the land. Gilgamesh is a story of death and resurrection. This is the hero's journey. This is not a physical death, but rather a death to our old self and a rebirth of this new being. The other side of the mountain when he approached the mountain, he's never gone past it. That is the unknown. And the scorpions are the scarecrows to keep you away. If you recall from episode three, we discussed the ego as the protector or the gatekeeper between the conscious and the unconscious worlds. Everything on Gilgamesh's side of Uruk is the known and therefore the consciousness. Everything on the other side is the unknown or the unconscious. And in order to go there, we must face our fears and desires, which are represented by the two scorpions. Certainly, you, you must face your fear of death before going to the unknown. And you also must face your attachments to this life. Because certainly you can die out there. So you must let go of comfort found in friends, family, your home, whatever it is, work. This is mandatory 
to find yourself. These are the desires and the attachments to your current life. Gilgamesh passes his first test, death. Now he is allowed passage and entry into the cave for a second birth. The cave represents the womb. This is the unconscious world in complete darkness. Gilgamesh is reborn into the garden and meets the supernatural and the eternal, in the, the eternal Utana Napishi. Utana Napishi cannot give the gift of immortality, for it must be earned. And only when Gilgamesh really loses the plant does he, does he have that realization that he has already found immortality where he is. He doesn't need a plant. This can only be found inside. So he returns to his world and he gives his gift, which is his new self. He becomes immortal and a symbol for all the heroes yet to come. This is not something that can be given. It is only acquired through making the journey, the personal journey, of pain and suffering. So let's recap the images. The tyrant king, right? That's the status quo. That's the world we live in. That's the natural. That's, I shouldn't say natural, but that's the reality, right? The scorpions are our gatekeepers, our ego, our desire and our fear of death, our loss. The flood that occurred, that's death. That's the unconscious. The cave that Gilgamesh was in, that's the womb and the unconscious as well. And the snake is representative of this revitalized life. A snake can shed its skin. It can let go of the past and become new again. All right. Well, next week we're going to talk about gods and the blending of two worlds.